All right, everybody, how's it going? Aria Masudi and Brett Nevitt joining you here live from Truist Park, 735 here on this Thursday night. And outside of, of the suite, you got Clemson and Virginia Tech playing. And we apologize if you can hear some of the sounds, but we're not going to edit this. It's going to be raw and, and come at you here. want to thank our everybody who's kind of supported us this season. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Pods. And Brett and I wanted to spend about 15 to 20 minutes just kind of recapping the ACC tournament. A uh, mixture of good and bad, really what we've seen from Florida State all season long. And um, we talked about when they were really good, they can be phenomenal. They did that against Virginia, 13-3, to run ruled them in eight innings. And then today against Notre Dame, uh, a pretty tightly contested matchup. But I would say the Knowles really, I don't know if they ever really threatened Notre Dame in the way that they wanted to until a late push um, where Florida State looked like maybe for a moment if a couple things break their way, they might have sustained an improbable comeback and, and walk them off but it was not to be the Knowles finished the tournament one and one and now we look forward to postseason baseball Brett your thoughts from Charlotte from two games that they played yeah I mean obviously a bit of a disappointing end because you know, once once you win that first game you want to get to the weekend so bad and you just got to win one more to get there but um, you know I thought overall they played fine this week this week here thought they actually handled the environment well played some good baseball um, especially in Wednesday, obviously. But, you know, I think even in that Notre Dame game, you had some positive signs, um, you know, on the mound with Ross, Carson. I mean, you get four scoreless innings out of your pen against that lineup. Uh, you got to be pretty happy with that. And um, But it just comes back to a lot of the same things that we've talked about for a while. Um, and it's just – and this offense doesn't get timely hits. It's, it's, it's not going to do much because um, there's not a whole lot of instant threat there. Um, if they don't have the big inning or they don't have, a, you know, timely hits, then it's going to be tough to win ball games. And, you know, they just haven't given Parker much run support recently. And I know Parker hasn't been what we expect of him recently, but, you know, he's not completely like, not like he's been horrible. And I think we've only scored 2.75 runs per game in his last four starts and lost all four of those starts. He's got the L in three of those games on the decisions. So um, you need to start putting pressure on some other team's ace aces and and giving Parker some room to work once in a while here and um yeah it's just you, you got to start getting some more quality at bats and timely spots like in that fourth inning today yeah and I, I mean I think you know after you beat Virginia we all had a little bit of hope right like there was some chatter what if the Knowles can knock off Notre Dame um, could they be a regional host I asked some people around here that were from the national media and people from the NCAA and they said if Florida State won the ACC tournament they would be in the conversation to host a regional obviously that's out we can uh, put that to rest and start focusing on where Florida State might go next week in the regional starts um, but now that you know I think that's put behind us let's let's talk about some of the things Brett that have you encouraged about what Florida State can do in a regional format next weekend yeah so I know part I know Bryce didn't have as great a stat line but Bryce's velo is up in a way that it hasn't been up in a long time and looked a little bit more like what he was kind of throwing in the summer velo-wise with just the fastball. Um, you know, ends up giving up three runs and only goes four innings mostly because he didn't really have his breaking ball. Um, but, you know, to go and face some teams in regionals, if you have Bryce throwing the fastball the way he did the other day, I, I feel good about Bryce. I feel good about, you know, kind of him having that invisible type effect with the fastball to get guys out. Um, and, you know, I think B-Rob had a really good week. 
Uh, I thought, you know, Tibbs had some really good at-bats against lefties this week, which was promising because he's really struggled against those guys this year. You know, I think he's only got a few hits off lefties, but he ripped one off of Bertrand today, um, so that was good to see. Um, Obviously, there were a lot of bright spots from that first game. Uh, I'm trying to think of some guys. I mean, Colton Vincent had four hits this week, and he had a real timely one today. Had a couple timely ones yesterday. Good to see him start to find some holes. And to be honest, he's hit well against lefties all year. Um, he's just really struggled against righties, which has really, really, you know, deterred his average as, as it's seen. But, you know, Meats called him the Adam Ball King all year because he just hit so many balls right at guys and found holes this weekend, and I think that will give him confidence. And, um, you know, to see Brock come out off the bench in the ninth um, and, and do something timely and be ready for that moment first pitch, uh, that was that was really good for me to see. And um, I thought the biggest thing about Wednesday, too, was just – piling on after that big inning because we, we've seen the big inning a lot recently but it's felt like Florida State kind of just goes to sleep after that and you know once the game is in hand they don't really do anything more but they continue to pile it on and they made it a stress-free game which I don't think we've had and I mean I can't remember the last stress-free game this team's played. It was like TCU maybe? Yeah probably TCU that 10-0 win but outside of that it's been you know not being able to put teams away has been this team's issue and it was good to see that on Wednesday, I thought. Yeah, I was really excited for Reese Albert hitting the home run. I know he's yeah. been wanting that all year, and he's reworked his swing where it's taken some of the power away, but mm-hmm. it felt like uh, a lot of frustration unloaded on yeah. one pitch. I mean, he hit the daylights out of that baseball, and it cleared the stadium and the home run porch, and I know his family is excited, but that was a fun moment, I think, from, from our time here. Terrell getting a hold of one. I thought he actually played really well. Uh, against Virginia uh, mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Colton, man, he's caught a lot of grief all season long about from his offense. I agree with you, Brett. Seeing him deliver in big moments. Mm-hmm. It was him who had the RBI against Bertrand yeah. today. So um, that could be something, a positive sign. We don't need Colton Vincent to be um, a 500 hitter. You need Colton Vincent to be hot for, for a week. If he can give you four hits next weekend, I think you're in really good shape moving forward uh, at the bottom of your order. Uh, I'm starting to have some confidence in the top – four guys in this in this lineup i, I think what t-mark carry on uh roberts tibbs ferrer th- that five that what they've been able to give you um i think it's something you can rely on i don't have this indecision or this uh cause for for i don't know what the right word is maybe some caution or, or holding back when these five come up to the plate i feel really good that you're going to get decent at bats uh logan lacy i thought was i mean he was five feet away from changing the ball game against Notre Dame. He unloaded on Bertrand, and that's just the way baseball goes. Sometimes you hit it to the wrong spot at the wrong uh, at the uh, wrong time. And dang, Notre Dame hit two home runs off Parker that were probably hit less distance than what Logan Lacy sent out to center field. And that's just the name of the game sometimes. But that that was positive for me. I thought Logan put some good swings on the ball. Uh, Terrell, we've talked about streakiness with him. If he's on a hot streak with the home runs. This is the time of the year for that to happen for him. Uh, but, yeah, I think those were some positives for me. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hit on Parker. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people you know, are pretty worried with him and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just going to put it out there that I don't, I'm not worried about Parker. Uh, I don't really ever <clears throat> worry about Parker because of just the kid he is, the, uh, the mentality he has, the competitiveness he has. Um, Look, this is a hitter's ballpark, and the ball's been flying out of here all weekend. And I mean, all week. And I mean, the two home runs, the two last two home runs they hit off of him both came on off speed pitches that were below the zone. 
and on swings that were just, I mean, they were lunges, out on their, like out they, on their the kids front lunged foot. It yeah. yeah. It was a little weird. I was at the point where I was like, <laughs> I was at the point where, uh, you know, it, it felt like either Parker was tipping or the balls were juiced or, or something was going on. It just, I mean, that, after that second inning, it just felt like they hit everything hard, no matter what he threw, the change up the slider. I mean, you know, the one thing that I thought he lost, you know, in that third going forward was the fastball you know, down in the zone. You could throw it for strikes still, but it just it, it wasn't playing the way that it usually plays. Um, you know, I know Parker hasn't been his best, said that a, a couple, you know, a little earlier ago, the last month or so, but, you know, he's had two, you know, starts that the line doesn't look great. And, I mean, the other two starts were pretty quality, and he, he just didn't, lose, didn't win any of the, either of those games because of the offense. Um, at the end of the day, and I'm going into the region, a regional game with, with Parker Messick, um, no matter what's happened in the last month, no matter what's happened in the last two months, I'm pretty confident that kid's going to go out there and, and give you a chance to win at the end of the day. And um, it's just from watching Parker Messick for three years now, that's just I don't ever lose trust in his arm and, and what he can do in, in the big moments. You and I were, were chatting about it a little bit in the press box about familiarity, right, right with Parker in the ACC. Notre Dame's now seen him not just twice this season, but like three or four times in his career. Link Jarrett was so complimentary of Parker in the postgame, said that's an arm that is as good as it gets. And our kids had incredible competitive at-bats against him. And he credited his guys more than it was Parker made bad pitches because he really didn't make bad pitches. Um, it's just you're going to ride with Parker every day of the week. I mean, that's, that's the guy I feel most comfortable with the ball in his hands. And I said this a couple weeks ago. If you lose with your best on the hill, I live with that. I think Meat would tell you that. Belly would tell you that. I think every player in that dugout would tell you that when Parker Messick takes the hill. I live with what happens because I know that kid is going to give me 110%. And also he's proven in the past that he can pitch at a very, very high level. That's, that's the guy you want leading your team into a regional. Yeah, and you know, I know, you know some people on the 247 247- our, you know, our, our game thread, we're kind of complaining about him going back out for the fifth after that fourth inning. But look, at the end of the day, Parker Messick's always going to want the ball. And you have to trust Parker Messick to go out there and, and throw another inning. That, that, that's your ace. That's your guy. He's been your guy for three years. Um, I, I don't really think there's another option. To, I mean, I don't know what you're telling the team, what you're telling Parker if you take him out right there. I mean, he, he, he's good. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just... That's your guy. You ride him out until until you can't go anymore. I think, um, and you know, it just Notre Dame had the better hand today, and I don't think it's much deeper than that. I don't think it's bad pitches. I just think um, it's a team seeing him for the third time in what fourteen months, and and they just they just made good adjustments. Not even you know from the last time they saw him, but Link said they were making good adjustments mid pitch. End of the day, you just got to tip your cap to that because that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, and and the reason we brought that up with, with familiarity is I wonder once you get into a regional setting, um, does Parker, the element of surprise where you if you haven't seen him, the fastball changeup combo is, is tough. And I actually thought his slider and curveball were, were okay today too. Like the curveball he was landing for a strike um, and the slider that he gave up the home run on was not a bad pitch. He was trying to bury it. Um, but I wonder, you know, if you go to an Auburn, if you go to a Southern Miss, if you go to another SEC school, for a regional, um, what happens? I believe Clemson just homered. That's the uh, cheer you're hearing. Right, who is that? Blake Wright. Blake Wright. That's a really good hitter. 
Yeah, that lineup's pretty good, one through five. Um, anyway, so now it's three to two VT who guys, if you haven't been paying attention to Virginia Tech this season, that that team is Omaha caliber without a doubt. I mean, they're really fun and they're not a traditional powerhouse name. So keep an eye on them uh, to represent the ACC going deep into the tournament. And um, Brett uh, Hubbard, I was excited about. I thought Ross Dunn and Carson came in and looked pretty good in their short stints today against Notre Dame. It is funny that if Brock Mathis's ball is five feet higher, <laughs> you're talking about a grand slam and I think Twitter and your 247 message boards would be freaking out. Or if Tyler Martin's ball drifts another couple feet and that's a walk-off, baseball is weird. Postseason baseball is even weirder. And I don't – I actually was encouraged by what I saw from Florida State this week in Charlotte. I thought the team, when focused and locked in, can compete at the highest of levels. And and you played two Omaha-caliber teams and you beat one by 10 runs and the other you were – five feet away from from walking off like that's that's literally how it went um is there any concerns that you have going forward lineup construction things like that that you want to see remedied before we get into regional play yeah i mean i i wish i thought both games this week were good matchups for brock um they went with alex instead he didn't really have much success against left-handed pitchers hit a home run off a righty um you know they went with ip and he didn't really pay off for them. Um, you know, after IP struggled yesterday, I thought maybe they would switch it up. But, you know, after that 13-run performance, it's hard to change your starting nine. But, um, you know, I, I just wish when the matchup is there for Brock, like it was, um, you know, I, I really want to go get it and have him do some things, especially in this yard. I thought maybe he could have put a couple balls down here and or, you know, hit a bit more balls off the wall like he did in the ninth. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We'll never know. But you know, Alex had just really struggled against Bertrand a couple months ago when we faced him. I think he was zero for four against him with three Ks or four Ks. Um, so yeah, I just sometimes you know I wish guys would get put in some better spots in the matchups that that work for them. Um, you know, I don't really have any other concerns coming out of the weekend that are that are new concerns or anything like that. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you can't. You can't go bases loaded, no ounce, and, and not score a run. And um, I mean, I think everybody in the ballpark could have told told you what was coming on that third pitch to Isaiah Perry. Um, three straight changeups. You know, I think anybody in the ballpark could have told you that Alex was going to get a bunch of sliders from Bertrand. He K's in the slider. Um, at some point, you got to make adjustments, and it's a little concerning to me when you're facing a guy for the third time in the last 14 months and you still haven't scored an earned run off of him. I know John Michael Bertrand is a really, really, really good arm. I 100% believe that, 100% know that. At the end of the day, in your game plan, in your approach at the plate, you shouldn't face a guy three times in 14 months in college baseball and never score an earned run off of him. you got, you got to find a way to change it up at some point. you got to, you A got kid to, at that who's not like a major league level arm. Like he's, he's good. But that's not like – it's not like someone that you would say, oh, man, remember Steven Strasburg in college? Like, good luck. He throws 99. Bertrand's a crafty lefty. Yeah, he's top of the line in college baseball, 100%. But, you know, that that was your opportunity there in, in the fourth to finally break out against him, and you just, you just didn't. And I don't know. It just seems like in three years they were never able to game plan well for him or, or, or find something that was successful. And – you know, a lot of that's probably a credit to him and, and what he does and how he's able to, you know, maneuver the ball around the zone in all four quadrants with four different pitches. But it's tough. 22 and two-thirds innings and zero runs against college arm is that's, – that's tough. It's, it's, 
I don't really, I don't really know what to say about that. I mean, Parker Bassick's pretty good too, and Notre Dame figured out a way to adjust. And they were saying mid pitch, we're able to adjust, and that could just be the difference, man, between uh, the two teams. And that's uh, if FSU doesn't make it to Omaha, I do firmly believe it's because the offense dries out in a regional somewhere. So we've talked about staying on script. This baseball team, I don't think, is the type that can lose a game in a regional. They've got to go 3-0, and in my opinion, uh, to make it out. Uh, I think they're better suited for a super regional than they are a regional. Um, we'll see. We'll see where they go. Any thoughts as to where they might go? I know Auburn's been a trendy name just because of proximity. ACC, SEC, it matches up. You don't have to send Florida State far, and on a bus you could do it pretty cheaply if you're the NCAA, but there are some other options as well. Yeah, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably say you're going to be a three at Auburn um, just because you have to feel like they're going to want to send you to an SEC school, in my opinion. I don't really know if they're going to send you to a small school that might not get a ton of attention um, just with the name Florida State on, on you and on the front of your jersey. Um yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I'm sure Georgia Southern's an option if they come out of the weekend um, with a conference title. Um, I mean, it's weird. There's still not that's still that 11 to 16 range, and with the uh, regionals with the with the hosts, I mean, it, it's not like there's just a lot of teams that you don't really know for sure. Are they going to be in there or not? And one through ten, they all seem pretty much like locks. But after that, it just gets gets a little dicey. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see them in Hattiesburg as well. Um, but I, th- I think that'd be a pretty tough regional there. Man, Southern Miss is pretty loaded on the mound. Yeah, and I just wondered, too, would they send Florida State out to a Texas school uh, if Austin is indeed a, a regional host and, and the Longhorns get one? Uh, I know some projections have an ACC team out there. So uh, say if Clemson does get in and they send them to Auburn instead and Florida State out west. So there are some options. Um I would be betting that they probably won't be in, like, Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, I hope I didn't just jinx us, but... Um, Way to go, are you? I know. I just It feels like there are other ACC schools within more proximity to Knoxville. Uh, Statesboro, we'll see if Georgia Southern ends up being a regional host. They've got work to do to actually clinch one. Um, and then there's also, you know, if LSU or Vandy or something, and who knows? Like, there's, like Brett said, at this point it's very hard to project. Auburn feels like the safest of bets. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So what we do know is Florida State won't host a regional. I think we can watch the selection show on Monday and, and not, you know, be too stressed out. We also know Florida State's going to get in. I think we put that to rest with a big win over Virginia. RPI number will be fine. Number of wins and strength of schedule will be fine. Um, and then I think we just touched on, you know, what this team is capable of in a, in a regional format. I'll say this. I think anybody who has Florida State in their regional will, will probably wish they had a different two or three seed. They'll say, dang, that's, that's not the group of arms that I want to really face. Link Jarrett today said that's probably a group of arms that is as good as any you'll find in the country. And, and FSU ran Parker Messick, Ross Dunn, Carson Montgomery, Davis Hare at him today. And um, I think Notre Dame, and, and not just because Link played at Florida State and knows this program well, he, he respects what FSU's put on the field this year. They've had four extremely competitive games. If I'm not mistaken, none of the games ended up being by more than two runs. The margin think, of victory. Yeah, I believe the most was two runs. And that was the today and the Sunday game. Outside of that, extra innings loss and what do we blow the other game and lost by one, I think. Yeah, the ninth. Yeah, that's a tough four game stretch against one team. Um, you know, I did think it was a good sign to see them, you know, 
do make a little something happen in the ninth there. I don't feel like we've seen a ton of ninth inning comebacks this year or, or even in recent years. And, you know, I know that doesn't happen a ton with the closers across the country, but just to see them um, have some life there still down four, I thought that was a good sign for moving forward. And, you know, I feel like this team is going to battle when it matters. Um, I think they've shown that. Um, interested to see what they do with the pitching. We saw Carson out of the pen today. I believe he was up to 97 and was sitting about 94, 97. Walked the guy, gave up one hit, but um, struck a guy out to strand two on base. Asked me about it after the game. They just said they had, they're going to sit down, you know, as a staff and kind of talk talk that out and see what they do. Um, you know, Connor Whitaker also is warming up at one point, so I don't think I don't think anybody was slated in to start on a weekend game if if, if you know they were up in this game and, and going there. Um, so I'm really interested to see that. I thought Ross looked pretty good out of the pen today. Um, but, yeah, still some things to figure out, and you're going to have to stay in script in a regional to win it, and it's, it's going to be tough. But if they stay on script, I like where this team is. If they get off of it, I, I get very worried. That's just how it is, I think, with the inconsistencies. At this point in the season, Brett, you are who you are, right? Like there's not going to be any massive uptick in, in the way they play on one end or – you know, like, like you are who you are, and I think you have to play to your strengths. And I, I mean, it's going to be your starting pitching has to be phenomenal on the road. Um, the reason I would not be scared of Auburn is that's not an intimidating environment. Uh, you'll have a lot of Florida State fans there, um, and I, I think it's a it's a program that will get Florida State the focus that you need. So uh, that's that's my pick. Here's the thing: at, at the end of the day, if you don't go to Knoxville. You're going to go somewhere and not I – mean, anybody you play is going to be up to the caliber of teams you've played this year. Being here this week, I think it's been pretty obvious how good the ACC is this year, especially hitting-wise. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous how talented this league is offensively, how many good players there are um, from, you know, Max Wagner, Yohandi Morales, uh, Kevin Parada. I mean, all these kids. There's so many kids. Brock the Wilkin. The entire Virginia Tech lineup. Yeah, the entire Virginia Tech lineup. I mean <laughs> – I feel like the top five in every order is just like the numbers are insane. And, um, you know, the one thing that I think a lot of these other offenses have that FSU kind of doesn't is just they just have an identity. And I think moving forward, FSU has got to find more of an offensive identity in future years and and build off that because, you know, we we can't hold ourselves to to speed. We can't hold ourselves to power. Um, It's just kind of hoping for a, a boom inning and not just, you know, I don't know. It's just – I just think at the end of the day, you're going to go and face – you're going to be ready for the competition you face anywhere. Yeah. So, anyway, one and one at the ACC tournament, I think, depending on how you came into the week. It's either disappointing that FSU didn't run the table and, and earn a regional host maybe, or you look at it for what it was and say it was going to be extremely tough anyway. The Knowles put two games together against the hardest pod in the field and played pretty well overall. Um, really well in one game and in the other game kind of so-so and tried to mount a late charge and it just didn't go their way. It still blows my mind that Brock Brock was about five feet away from hitting a first pitch grand slam and Tyler Barton was three feet away from walking it off. It just goes like that sometimes. So Brett and I will be ready to rock uh, for regionals. We know you guys will be too. I hope wherever Florida State is sent that you guys are are ready to – to rally the troops and get in your cars and, and try and drive out and, and support the guys. I know back in 2019 when we went to Athens, that was 
I mean, you, you couldn't have told it was a complete Georgia home game because of how many Knowles fans went. And when you went to LSU, it was pretty loud, too, for FSU. And that's one of the most hostile environments I've ever been in for college baseball. Maybe the most hostile I've ever been in, actually. So I know you guys will be loud and proud. Um, keep supporting this team. I think they still have a couple surprises up their sleeve for you. So um, Selection show is on Monday. I believe it's on ESPN2. Maybe you – it'll be on TV somewhere. And Brett and I will maybe do a – a pod in the middle of the week kind of previewing the regional and both of us will be there but again appreciate you guys listening in thanks for your questions always we appreciate your passion for florida state baseball and now we turn the page and move into regional time in the month of june so until we talk to you next week he's brett nevitt i'm mario masuti and you were listening to sunday golds